Welcome back to the Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Travers, and with me, I have two special guests this time. We have the editor-in-chief, once again, Bill Travers. Hey, guys. How you doing? And joining him will be our Red Sox writer slash Celtics writer, Matty D. How's it going, everybody? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing good. Doing Do good. Do we have any quick thoughts to lead us off before we jump into talking about the Red Sox, the Celtics, and the Bruins? Well, off top, um, first of all, I, it wasn't really uh, particularly exciting winter meetings. I was a little let down. I thought to see some fireworks. Still no Harper signing, no Machado signing. Red Sox, all they really have done is brought in Eovaldi. But maybe last year, I mean, what was last year? When did when did JD sign? February or something? JD didn't sign until spring training had already right. started. Right, so the the process is lagging every year. So Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about Machado and uh, and. Uh, Harper later some on because I have folks. I have some I have some thoughts on those too so we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Do you have any quick thoughts, Bill? I do not. My quick thought is in relation has nothing to do with Boston sports. It's in what well, I guess it sort of does. It it has to do with um, ESPN, the the world national whatever sports leader, signing on their their Monday uh, Sunday night baseball crew and extending Jessica Mendoza for three years. Was it? I thought I saw another three year contract. And the only thing, the only thing that came to my mind when this happened was, why? I don't understand the hype behind Jessica Mendoza. She is awful, terrible, and <laughs> annoying to listen to. Like, who who votes on this? Pro- like, who decides that like this is a good idea? Do people actually think that she's good? Like, do, do either of you think she's any good? Absolutely not. No. It's insufferable, yeah, is it not? not? So good. And that's not a knock on women broadcasters. Because that's no. not, that's a lot not, of them. That's not where I was. No, going no, with I know it. that, no. but I just want to make that clear. That's not a knock because there are a lot of them out there, and most of them are very good. Yeah. It's just she, she may know baseball. I don't think she knows baseball any better than the three of us sitting here right now. <laughs> and I don't think she brings anything to the telecast. This wasn't a quick thought. I could go on for <laughs> for a long time on this. But no, I agree with you 100. percent She must skew well demographically yeah. for ESPN's She's numbers. Not even attractive. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about drawing women listeners in. I think A Rod would bring more listeners in because at least he's. I think A Rod's nicer to look at than she is. But you don't see them for most of the broadcast. He's You're just more eloquent to too. Them. I'm not too crazy about him either. To be perfectly I, I honest, would, with you. I would take 12 hours of A Rod over 20 minutes of Jessica Mendoza. <laughs> A Rod does bring J Lo as well. It's true. So that's, he, that's a good point. He brings J Lo. She comes and hangs out with him as well. It's pretty good. I that's actually good think point. what if ESPN must have uh, their own analytics team because they put together these concoctions of, of different of, people and they're not good ever. I mean, Monday Night Football yeah. is not good. Sunday Night Football, I mean, A Rod's okay, but it's like they get rid of all the guys that I like. I mean, they had the best announcer out there in Sean McDonough yes. doing the Monday Night Football games and they yeah. let him go. Right, because Gruden sent him back to college. Yeah, it was crazy. But that was a good quick thought. I mean, it got us going. Yeah, no, it's kick, kick it <laughs> off nice and nice and hot on the uh, on the takes. But uh, we'll talk about the Red Sox to, to kind of get to Matt's point, I guess. It, they haven't really done much. And I feel like aside from Corbin signing, baseball as a whole, like I guess Goldschmidt got traded too. Yeah. But it just feels like when it comes to free agents, the process is slowing. Like you were, you said J.D. Martinez didn't sign until last year. These two big names – with Machado and Harper, what are they doing? Like, how is how are people just trying to wait for them for the price to come down? What's going? Like, why is this happening? I think they wait for somebody to set the market. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that they one ha- big guy signs, he sets the market for the year, and everybody else falls into place. But they have to set the market. They're the big names, right? right. So are they like sitting in a room together? Like, like no, I'm not signing. You sign. I'm not signing. You sign. No, why I is think, nobody I think signing? The team has to make the offer. So they have to. So say for. Harper got, got somebody's going to go to him. More than that, right? The worst, whichever. So this is where I'm going to sign at. But that's the baseline, and then everybody else falls into place. Corbin signed, and then right after that, Evaldi signed. Sets the pitching. Market. That set yeah. the market. So let me. So. I want to t- talk to it as it pertains to the Red Sox. If you are Dombrowski, are you calling about either one of these guys? You have to. Yeah, you do. Now, you, you can only have one. Obviously, you're not going to sign both. But you're Which the Red one? Sox. No, uh, 
Listen, yeah. you're already over the luxury. They're not going to sign probably either one because of money. So should Listen, we take I'm money s- out of it? Right. I'm saying, I, well, if you take money out of it, you, you sign get them both, both. Yeah, obviously. Right. But that's as much as I believe that you're the Red Sox and you can sign in anybody to in any amount of contract because you signed Pablo Sandoval to a stupid number, you signed Hanley Ramirez to a stupid number. Neither one of those worked out, and these two guys I think are both better than both of those. So y- y- throw the money. If if you're taking money out of it, you get both. In the real world, they don't take the money out of it. So. Who are you going after if you're the, if you're Dombrowski? Who are you calling first, Machado or Harper? I would call Machado first, and then I would shop Bogarts. He's at the end of his contract; he can walk after next year. You make the same argument for JBJ. You could well JBJ Harper. That that's a little bit different production wise. <laughs> Wasn't Bradley but you better? could you could lose yeah. at least a AL MVP, ALCS MVP, yeah. So he's definitely better. You, you could lose J.D. Martinez after next year, too. He's got an opt-out clause. He so does, you could lose true. him and J.B.J. and Bogarts, not and to Mookie mention Betts. the two pictures. So there is a ton of money freeing up after that if if those guys walk. So either one of these guys, you can bite the bullet for a year and bring them on the team, and there's some insurance against potential free agents that could leave afterwards, or they free up somebody for a trade. Who would you rather have, Matt? Um, I think uh, if you've read my uh, Christmas wish list, Article on, Which on the website on the same Good uh, plug. website. Uh, I love Bryce Harper. I've always been a fan of Bryce Harper. So personally, I'd want Bryce Harper. Uh, he has the star power. He has the left-handed bat. He's going to be on the video games. I I think there's something to that. Uh, but for the fit of the team, I think Bill's right. Machado's better because if Devers doesn't work out, you have your third baseman. If you shot Bogarts, you have your shortstop, and he's a superstar. Do you think Machado hurt his stock with the playoffs? And and do you think he hurt his stock by saying he wants to play shortstop and he doesn't want to move back to third base? Because if you ask me, he's a third baseman. If you ask me. I know he's got, he's got the arm for shortstop. I get it. I don't really think he has that great a range for a shortstop. Maybe I'm stupid, but I don't, I don't think that he really does. And I think he's a third baseman. And I personally think he's hurting his value by saying, no, I want to play, third, uh, I want to play shortstop and I don't want to play third base. He definitely is hurting his value because the, the highlight plays came from when he was playing third base. The ground he could cover at third base was maybe second to none other than Nolan Arenado. Right? He's got above average range for third baseman. Yeah. and shortstop he's mediocre good mediocre range. Yeah, for I mean don't get me wrong, he's a probably he's a great shortstop. But also if he's going to put on the the bulk, you know that a four hundred million dollar could warrant to hit the home runs, you know, like third base. That's where A Rod settled. That seems to be where he would make the most bang for his buck. I think. Yeah, that's a good point about A-Rod. It was, it was the same thing when he went to the Yankees. Yeah, they had Jeter. They moved him over the third. He bulked up, and then, well, we all saw Wait, how we, he bulked. We know how. <laughs> we know how. <laughs> but, <laughs> now, I, I, Machado, uh, to that point, actually, of the just the overall free agent signings, Dabrowski said he thinks they should institute a deadline in the winter. And I think that's a great idea because I think what you have is you have these superstars demanding this insane amount of money, knowing that as long as – you know, say the Phillies strike out one, two, three, they're gonna come crawling and offer maybe fifty million more than the, the, what their offer is now. So you have no urgency from the teams, no urgency from the players. Dombrowski said that there should Dombrowski be a deadline. He said that they should have. That's interesting because if there was a deadline, he would have significantly overpaid for JD Martinez come last December, oh, as opposed sure. to whenever he signed because no other team wanted him. So that's interesting that he would that he would. And you also can't do that. Like I, I don't feel like you can set a deadline that they need to sign by this date. Like that's, I don't think you can do that. They probably won't. It's it's also good for the business to draw this out, to try to get some off season tag uh, headlines, stuff like that too. So maybe that there's a little of that going on. But I'm yeah, honestly, tickets go on sale right before Christmas. Exactly. So you want to get that yeah. that buzz, that interest out there to spur your ticket sales. Well, the Red Sox did that. They signed uh, Gorky's Hernandez. Is that oh, how you yeah. say his name? Oh, Gorky's, the Gork. Gorky's. As they call him out in uh, San Francisco, the that, Gork. That's what they that's I don't know like, if they call him that. <laughs> we can start calling Gork, him that. The Gork. the Gork. Gorky's Hernandez. Um, do either of you know who he is? Never heard of him. Uh, I think I've only heard of him. You know, I play fantasy baseball, so it's like a deep sleeper ad mm, type of guy. Because he's eligible at every position. Yeah, he's that, like the made. super utility type guy. He's, they signed to a minor league deal, so they're going to let him come compete in spring. You know. It's not bad. He's just a depth piece. Yeah, yeah. He's a utility out. He's a utility yeah. outfielder. Which right. do they really have a, just a utility outfield? They have utility players. Brock Holt, um, your boy. Eh. <laughs> um, the catcher, Blake Swihart. Another. Yeah. They're utility players. Right. But this is a utility outfielder. 
Do you think it adds he, any depth where if they choose to move on from somebody, you know, maybe he's like a, an insurance piece for Jackie Bradley or anything like that? Or is this just a, it's a name? No, I think he's short-term, you know, Bradley twists his ankle, has to go on the DL for 10 days, you bring this guy up. Yeah. That's all he is. Yeah, he's a, like Bell said, he's a depth piece. He's a, I think he's a... Well, center fielder, like that's where they have him listed. So yeah. he's probably pretty athletic. You play, like you said, all the outfield spots. He's kind of just that Swiss Army knife that you could need, you know, in the dog days of the season. He also he could fast? get cut, I guess. Too. Is he, is he, is he, do you know if he's a good base runner or anything like that, too? Or, or I believe he's like more of the contact speed type guy, but I don't think he's ever gotten to playing time to really highlight any necessary so a, skill set. So he's a nobody. He's he's, he's the gork. He's, <laughs> he's bounced around the league. He's played for what, four or five yeah. teams, oh, Kansas yeah. City, Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, I I don't think I can picture who he is. Like I I've heard yeah. the name because you don't I feel like you don't forget a name like Gorkies. Not a lot of Gorkies <laughs> yeah. around out there. No, I don't think so. Uh, but I can't like I can't picture him and I want did he play for San Francisco? He did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So last episode last episode or two episodes ago now, we talked about the uh, the Evaldi signing. Um, Bill and I did. You weren't mm-hmm. here, obviously. So we need to give your, your, your quick thoughts. Uh, a quick thought on the Evaldi signing. I know you were a, a big uh, proponent for it. Yeah, it's a good signing. I think uh, the money's a little much. Uh, he obviously benefited from the playoff run. Uh, the you know if you take his stats and who he is, and you take away that October run, you're looking at maybe a seven million dollar a year pitcher. So he added ten million a year. Having said that, he, you know, he showed he could play here. He showed he could pitch against the Yankees. He showed, you know, that he he's willing to do, you know, find his role and do what the team asks. And I think a a manager like Cora really can uh, utilize guys like that, guys who are willing to do whatever. So I think the money was more than I would have thought, especially a year ago. But it's fine. Like they needed him to stick around, so they got it done. And it's under twenty, so it's not. It's not outrageous. And as we sit here um, at the time of recording, we were just talking about Manny Machado. This is Sunday afternoon. Manny Machado and Yankees reportedly scheduled to meet on Wednesday. So it was it was it was inevitable. They were so, going to meet him. They're going to court him. We'll see what happens there. But uh, another another thing happened this week um, that I started partying <laughs> because of. I started <laughs> running around. Um, Screaming, chanting. Um, I contacted a couple U-Haul companies to see if 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 Mr. Kelly needed help uh, leaving town. How dare um, you? Joe Kelly signs with the Dodgers for three years and uh, twenty-five million dollars. I'm gonna ask you guys your thoughts. I'm gonna give you my thoughts. It's similar to the Jessica Mendoza thought. Why? Why are the Dodgers so stupid? Like you lost the World Series. Because your manager is too smart for his own good. So what do you do? Extend him? Yes, right off the rip. You get you get shut down by Joe Kelly, who shut down nobody except for you. Well, so you no, said, no, no. He okay, shut, okay, okay. He shut Houston down in the ALCS. Okay, okay. He shut the Yankees. He, he was had a great playoff, playoff he had a good, had a good six weeks, much he like did. Nathan Avaldi. He, he had a good six weeks. And he cashed in. Oh, yeah. So my first thought... They are so stupid. My first thought <laughs> when I heard that was, don't the Dodgers have a scouting department or an no, analytics department? clearly not. Don't they check fan graphs or any of these other clearly websites not. that will show you that he had an 8 ERA through most of the middle of the summer? They're owned by Magic Johnson. Magic well, just goes, he was in the Red Sox? Take him. <laughs> Dave Roberts, my manager. I'll take Beckett. I'll take Crawford. Yeah. I'll take Gonzalez. Take everybody. Like... Any bad contract, yeah. bank that the Dodgers are going to have. You think it. Dave just has like a? He looks at his, like his team's like, we going to call Magic? Yeah, call Magic. <laughs> <laughs> we need to dump this guy. Call Magic. What, con- what contract are we going to dump? I don't know. Call Call Magic. Call Magic. I mean, it's it's just. Oh. I mean, I'm excited. Do you think it'll have any impact on the Red Sox that Joe Kelly is not here? Uh, long term, no, no, absolutely not. no. The big, I think, the biggest. Uh, kind of ripple you'll see now is just the fans talk about you know so long fight club and showing the highlights of him taking the that guy is, down that's thing. gonna be the biggest thing so does he get a tribute video when oh he comes my back? if he gets a tribute video do, they, do socks do tribute videos a lot if he oh, gets, yeah. oh yeah, oh, yeah. oh yeah oh so he's getting oh one. yeah if he gets he's a tribute one. video 
Oh my God! The, the I'm outpouring lose it. of affection for him—that that's what Make surprised sure me more than that, anything that, else. That episode of the podcast after they do a tribute <laughs> video, we're gonna for release Joe a special Kelly. forty-five I mean, minute rant. But it'll episode. be a YouTube video <laughs> special of just me screaming, screaming at at the. We'll the make camera. sure you get tickets too, so we can make <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> But they made it sound like he came up through the farm system and he had been with him right. for so many years. Thanks, Joe. You know, taking yep. all you know articles out his in the paper wife, and stuff. His wife posted like a like like her own tribute video, thank like thanking Joe Kelly. His own wife. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> he pitched against the Red Sox in the 2013 World Series. If you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. And then when you beat him, join him anyway. Yeah. That's like, what are you like? Oh my God, the Dodgers. They took they're, him. They're, they're so stupid. He's actually said to he, he was most impressed by their presentation on how they plan on utilizing him. I guess uh, what, the eighth inning? What is <laughs> he going to do, come out of the bullpen? It's like, Joe, listen, it's a little wild here. Maybe he could, maybe he could come, come out and well, say he's going to win the Cy Young next year and he'll be a starter. <laughs> it, is the national, <laughs> it is the National League, so he could be pit- pitching against the number eight and nine hitters in the yep. opposing team's That's lineup. That's true. We're Joe, gonna, we'll let you hit... Once. No, we're gonna... One time this year, you can swing the bat. He can run, though. He can pinch run. Oh, oh definitely. Cool. He looks like an athlete. Yeah, yeah. That worked out for Stephen Wright. Yeah, yeah, let's have pitchers pitch One run. last thing on Joe Kelly. What if... Did the Red Sox play the Dodgers in the league play this year? I don't think so. If they do, I what if he so. pegs someone and there's a fight? And he beats us on the Red Sox oh, and just carries I just, his I hope he, You know what? I hope he hits J.D. Martinez and J.D. Martinez just... Like caves his face. In. He could. Like that's that's what that's, I mean, that's terrible to wish on somebody. But like I still like, gently, like, <laughs> nicely, properly, just like push it, not punch it, just like no, push just it. like yeah. enough. Like he picks him up and lands on him. And, and truth be told, I mean that's kind of how the fight went with the Yankees. Anyway, there's not really. He kind of just like got onto the ground, swung and missed. Such like it's just it's such a it's such a, a perfect sign as to how the 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 Boston fan base is. And obviously I'm a Boston fan, but I don't fall into that drink the Kool Aid. Like, oh, he won a fight, guy. He threw at somebody he like, won a fight that's guy. all he did he didn't just throw at somebody he threw at a yankee yeah. uh, what was the his biggest name? bro ever tyler what, austin what was his name you don't remember tyler okay? austin matt's, matt's a baseball weirdo <laughs> and savant so he remembers everything but you don't remember like six weeks later you're like Who's he's not that? even on the yankees anymore no Who's they that? traded him Who's they're like you embarrassed the name so yeah. much go yeah. out to Mil- uh, minnesota yeah. yeah see ya go freeze <laughs> no it what a joke but it does leave a hole in the red sox for sure right now that they have to fill yeah, they're gonna have to do something. Supposedly they uh, they're in on uh, Adam Ottavino. Oh yeah, that they're they are been talking to him. They're in co- talks with him or whatever. And I feel like he's kind of like Joe. He brings the same attitude as Joe Kelly. Where the one good thing about Kelly is he thinks he's way better than he is. But I guess as a late inning guy, you kind of have to be like that. Speaking of Craig Kimbrell. Wants six years, a hundred million. Talk about thinking you're better than you actually are, and he's the greatest closer in the history of the game. In case you didn't know, uh, just ask Scott Boris; he'll tell you. And um, obviously, he's not going to get six years, a hundred million. That's never, ever, mm-hmm. ever going to happen. The Red Sox, however, are not out of the running on Kimbrel, so they've said they're hanging around, waiting for the number to come down. Let's go back to Jessica Mendoza and Joe Kelly. Why? Like. For Kimbrel, <laughs> move on from from Craig. Well, Kimbrough. he's an established closer. If you can get him at a good price, why wouldn't you do right. it? I just the years are going to be too long. Regardless of whatever he wants, the years will be too long. The the price will well, be too high. Well, if you could bring because him in, if you could bring him in at three years, fifty million. No, no. Give me the fast math on what that is a year, please. Uh, 17, 18. So that's yeah, like so that. you it's think like a he's going to take? Raise yeah. Do you think he's year. going to take the same money that Nathan Avaldi took? Apples and oranges. He's a closer. Yeah. Yeah, closers worth more. No, they're not. According yeah, to him, the deadline they are. Pitcher. According the to him, dead, for trade props, like the last few years yeah. in trade, they are. According to him, but if if they're in talks with Ottavino, right, according to him, that's what he wants. No, no, I, I understand. He's never going to get it. But according, right. uh, he's not going to get six years either. No. If they're in talks with Adam Ottavino, would you rather have Ottavino three years, ten mil, twelve mil a year? How old or, is or, How old is he? Uh, I, I have to look. Young thirties. I, I don't know. Or Kimbrel, which is the check. same as Kimbrel. Or Kimbrel. At three years, twenty mil. I don't well, think he's going to take again, any less. Kimbrel's than that. a known commodity. He's now. You could debate whether he's proven he can pitch in high pressure situations. So he can pitch in Boston in the regular season. So but, the, the interesting thing, and this is another thing that's blown my mind. I've talked about it a few times. If a guy does well, Joe Kelly, uh, Nathan Abaldi, they get paid. Kimbrel didn't perform well in the postseason. Yeah, mixed bag. Didn't Mixed perform back. well. He he did he, did he, he corrected any... some mechanics, pitched well, but I think it tells you a lot that Sale got the final inning in the final game 
over Kimbrel. See, I think Sale was. was core, like, I, I think Sale was in like there. A, was a core thing. Like I yeah. want to give this guy the moment. Give him, I that, think give him that video, that highlight. Clip. I think yeah, that's well, what it was. How did that work? You guys don't remember '86? The same thing happened. They left Buckner in the game to be on the field when they won the World Series. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was the same thing because all through that playoff run, they, yeah, but they had built- a guy named Dave Stapleton who had played the final innings as a defensive replacement. Like at first the Doug Kavich? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they left Bill, Buckner was... on. Now, the whole Buckner did not blow that series. The game was already tied, but the ball went through his legs. But at the same time, you got to go for the win, not for the sentimentality. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when it works out, it looks great. You have yeah. the the Manny Machado falling to one knee, the slider that looked like I mean that was devastating. So it looks good. But if that home run, you know, you got rocked and they lost, then Bill was right. You know, sometimes it isn't about the sentiment. You know. My question is: Was Bill Buckner the star power that Chris Sale is at that time no so like at that time no so like Chris Sale is arguably a top five pitcher in the game arguably mm-hmm. was Bill Buckner a top five first baseman at the time no so no it's not really the same I mean it's it's I get what you're saying they wanted him on the field but Sale is like went through all of the injury problems which and, he was still dealing with yeah but it's one inning it was the last inning of the of the of the series now if if at the time, I believe we were in a group chat, and I admittedly I said that I wasn't a huge fan of it because as much as I love Chris Sale, if he blew it and he has to come back and pitch the next game, how is pitching that inning going right. to affect him? But he And you had also had Kimbrell throw over 20-something pitches the game before. Mm-hmm. Well, Cord was doing it all playoffs too, right. so it wasn't like it was something that was just, you know, it, out of the blue, I'm going to use this starter in this situation. Um, You brought up a point to me yesterday about Alex Cora. People so, on the podcast can't see who you're pointing sorry, at. Sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good point to you guys missed Matt, out. It was. Very emphatic. <laughs> Matt brought up a point to me as I pointed him. the uh, A point about Alex Cora yesterday. Why don't you set the table, explain sure. explain what it was. Uh, let me backtrack once. I just want to put a cap on this if anyone was waiting for the answer. Kimbrell's actually three years younger than Adavino. Now, really? Adavino would strike out Babe Ruth. Every time. Every time. Just but ask him. He'll tell you. Kimball being three years young. I didn't realize Kimball was 30. I thought he was like more like 33, 34. Adam Odovino's 33. But I don't eh. know. We'll see. I, but um, fast forward Is it Wade Davis it. like 39 years old? He's still closing. Like Closers He's, can be older. They, they can be a little older. As long because you know? it's the one inning. They come yeah. in and throw hard for one inning. Yeah. But um, all right. So back to Cora. So Cora went down. He said he was going to visit Raphael Devers in, I believe, Puerto Rico to check in on his offseason workout. So is he, he from Puerto Rico? No, I believe I thought Devers was actually no, from no, Dominican. Alex Cora. Uh, oh yeah, is he, he is. Oh yeah, he is. Yeah, you didn't oh. see the parades? They didn't. I don't think they ever yeah. mentioned that. Alex Cora, huh. Puerto Rican for oh. sure. Man, no, uh, he went. So he went down to Puerto Rico and uh, he visited Rafael Devers, and they kind of you know were on the baseball field taking pictures to check on his offseason workouts. So the question came up to me: Is this a sign of Cora being? maybe that next level manager going that extra step or is this a warning sign for Raphael Devers is a little bit too much Pablo Sandoval that you have to fly down you know Puerto Rico to watch his workouts to to check on him what do you guys take on that I think it's a little of both maybe not the Sandoval thing but just to I mean Devers is still 22 or he's gonna be 22 he's still a kid he's he's still a kid so and th- and this is the time for him, you know. He's he's got to step up his game, and start producing on a regular, consistent mm-hmm. basis. Right, so he has to now. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Sandoval thing. I think it's a Devers thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's a it, it's Cora. If I had to pick, if it's more Sandoval or Cora being next level manager, it's Cora being next level manager because I think he realizes much like Bill said that this is Devers' time mm-hmm. and. If Devers is going to be an impact player, Devers needs to have the confidence. He has the ability, I think, to be right. able to do it. But he had he twenty needs home runs this year, right? I think he had twenty yeah, home runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In limited playing time, he right. needs the confidence in order to do so. And I think having your manager come out saying "What's up?" coming to see you and doing that—it's—it's it's showing. It's trying to build some confidence for him. And I think that's where Devers is going to lack—is—is is in a in a confidence from a confidence standpoint, not an overweight, you know, fat slob like Pablo Sandoval, because. Right. I yeah, because I think Devers is still a lot of baby fat. Well, yeah, he's a little pudgy. He's a little doughy, but I mean, who isn't? But I mean, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, 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 he's he's a kid, and he's he's reaching that point where he needs to turn take like turn the table. I don't know, turn the corner, yeah. and 
you know, become a leader on the team from a production standpoint because he's he's going to have to bat five six somewhere in there that right. you're going to have to clean up after the big guns and I think that it's going to be it's more of a confidence thing with him than than anything else and good for Alex Cora I mean right. he he honestly he could he could have said ah I'm gonna I'm gonna spend some time in my uh, hometown of Puerto Rico and not traveled however far to the other side of Puerto Rico to see Devers like he could have just got complacent and just said meh Whatever. What if he was just visiting home? He was like, he, yeah, he just happened PR to be move. in his hometown. Because this, uh, this is convenient. To verify, he is from oh, he is Puerto Rico. He, oh, he is from Puerto Rico. You're so sure. I mean, he might have just went home. Yeah, he could have just gone home. Maybe I should have looked at what city he was. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It's Alex Cora. He has shown that he might just be the next level manager. This is the next step to. I think know. he's through and through a player's manager. Yeah. I think. I think that's the that's probably the biggest takeaway from Alex Cora this year. He's a he's a player's manager. Uh, yeah. Because he's not that far separated from his playing days. That's very true. And he's like, I, I feel like, I could be wrong. I actually don't know how old he is, but I feel I like he's got to be close. to He's got to be close in age to some of these guys. Oh yeah. Like he's he's got to be. Like he just he like yeah. It felt like he retired and then he signed with the Astros and he was there for a year or two years, right? And then one year. One was, year I thought he was a, a minor. He worked coach. for ESPN for a couple of years. In the baseball so, tonight. So I but it, it felt like it was. He retired in like this day and the next day he was, right, was he like, was boom, on, boom, on the boom. yeah so I feel like he's not that old and I was unsure when they signed him but hmm, it worked out I guess but if you were a player how would you feel about your manager coming to check in on you uh, I think it, just like you uh, I don't, maybe it was you Mike that said it earlier having him be young makes it like if I was younger twenty two I'd be psyched. My manager cares this much. Look how cool he is. If I was 31 and established, I'd be like, come on, man. Like, You got to check on me? So like, if he's checking really? in on Chris Sale, Chris Sale should be pissed about it? Well, Chris Sale might be a little different just because of the injury. You know, you always want, you know. But if he's like micromanaging like JD's offseason, you'd be like, come on, man. I know what I'm doing. But Devers might just be like, oh, you know, Alex is here. Like, this is cool because he clearly vibes with the younger players. He's probably checking in on everybody. That's true, too. You just he not hearing about it. Yeah, because it's not be. a big, big a deal if he's just meeting uh, like JBJ and JD were swinging in LA. I think with uh, one of JD's guys, you know, just him flying over to LA is not as big a story. Eduardo as him Rodriguez out was there too. And, I saw that video. Yeah, Eduardo Rodriguez was was working out with them too. And uh, I think Carlos Fabulous went down to Puerto Rico. Uh, that's the infielders coach, right? Carlos mm-hmm. Fabulous. I think he he went down with Alex Cora to check on. So they, I'm sure they did some. That one makes stuff. sense because yeah. the game, the part of the game he needs to work on is is his fielding. Mm-hmm. So that one would make sense. Um, anything else on the Red Sox before we move on to the Celtics? Uh, I got one last thing about the Red Sox. Dave Dabrowski, I know you're listening. <laughs> Do not trade Rick Porcillo. Why? Rick Porcillo, since he has since he's been in the league, I'm, I don't think he's thrown less than 170 innings, and they need that guy because with Sale. You know, his injury-ish history. You have Erod. He might only go four innings, five starts in a row. Eovaldi, as great as we want him to be, he's still a question mark. You need those innings. And I would personally argue, after Chris Sale, Rick Porcillo is your most valuable pitcher. You need those innings. The 180, 200 innings to solidify that that rotation. And I also think that, that little edge that people talk about that he has, if you take that out of it, where do you have that? Where do you have that competitor on that pitching rotation? He is it. Him Chris, and now you have Chris the Bash Bros. A competitor. He's a competitor, but he's not as, as like you would see the f- way more fire come out of Porcello coming out of games if he didn't want to come out. You see the face like, don't take the ball from me. In that, if you lose that, I think him and Ivaldi, I think they played off each other in the playoffs. And if you remember, Porcello's one that I guess cried or something, which might be a little much, but talking about the the I think it's because they have that. The connection, that connection, like the Bash supposedly Bros. He's got the he's got, Evaldi has that connection with Price too, supposedly. Yeah, well, they and, play Fortnite, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, they, well, they hang out together. They didn't they play in Tampa Bay together too? They must have, right? Mm, they had to. Have. I don't know because no, he was in no, he was in a bunch of places. Yeah, he's been out of Tampa Bay for three years. Yeah, he was. What was it L.A., it was, Miami, New York? Yeah, but Tampa. I don't know when Price was there though. They must. Yeah, have, they must have been out for at least three years. Yeah, Detroit. Thought, they he was they, in Detroit. Or maybe for a they while. came up together or, or something. But Toronto. I thought. I could be wrong because I don't look into stuff because who prepares? But <laughs> I I thought I had heard that that since Evaldi came to the Red Sox, Price's numbers were were stupid good, and they thought it had something to do with Evaldi being there in a in a comfort like a, a a binky for for David Price. Maybe could be. I'll have to look it up because I you know like I said who prepares. 
But uh, any other thoughts on the Red Sox? Well, we getting on? back to Porcello, uh, you, you remember he has he's one of these good year, bad year, yeah, guys. So last year I'd say was a good year, not as good as his Cy Young year. This is a contract year, though. That's true. So. That's true. But it all depends on what you can get for him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, you know, any if trade you, if you can get a good haul for him, yeah, and you can get some bullpen help. I think you need help in the bullpen right now more than you do in the starting rotation. I think so. those innings will be missed if they traded oh, him absolutely. for you know a guy. Like, if they got back a vet and then like some bullpen help, like they got the multiple, like the a few players for the one that could work out. I just think that with you know if he can give you the eight one eighty two hundred innings with the uncertainty of sale, truthfully the uncertainty of price, Yavaldi, Erod, you know, and then you go down to even the knuckleballer. The shoulder guy, right. right? They're all injury prone. They're right. Yep. You need the. They're the, all that injury rock. prone, and it kills me to say that about Sale, but they're all, all of them are injury prone. Um, it's been reported that they're shopping him, Porcello, and Jackie Bradley Jr. This is going back to the you can only you can only get rid of one, or you can only keep one. Who do you think has more value on the market, Porcello or Bradley? Or oh, Porcello? Yeah, obviously. he has more value. I mean, he's he's a proven starting pitcher. That's worth more than a. 230 hitting outfield. Who would you rather keep? Obviously, you would choose Porcello. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Porcello or JBJ? Can't replace that defense. Whew. Well, I wrote a story Can't, oh. for the website about how he needs to play every day just for his defense. Please. I mean, I no, I take a lot of stock in the defense. But that being said, you can get that from a lot of guys. So, you know, you can't get a, a solid starting pitcher 200 innings yeah. from just anybody. So, if you're going to keep one, you got to keep Porcello. Let's move on to the Celtics. Some hoops. In episode one of the Boston Sports Syndicate, we had a, a semi-heated discussion about <laughs> Gordon Hayward <laughs> um, and him and his in his role coming off of uh, coming off of the bench. And when I reached out to to Matt to come on to this episode, I told him we'd be talking about the Celtics if he had anything he wanted to talk about. And you said you forgot how good Hayward can be for this yeah. team. Explain. So uh, Friday night, uh, the wife and I we went out for dinner, and the Celtics game was on. And we, I just, you know, get, was looking up from time to time, and I saw a guy, you know, hitting baskets, hustling around. And I was like, for a second there, obviously, you know, I've, I follow Celtics, so I knew it was Hayward. But for a second, who's that way? Oh, it's Hayward. <laughs> Daniel You Tice. know what I mean? He, it, I forget sometimes that he was, he was hurt five minutes into that game in last season. So th- his sample size in a green uniform was so small. And then there was a turmoil in the beginning. Should he start? Should he not start? He was getting some friction with the fans because people were mad that he w- he wanted to start. And then finally he was, you know, kind of that second team captain, and he's turned it on. What he's your, pretty what you, good. What are your thoughts about him coming off the bench with the the uh, no yelling? I want to I, <laughs> back I up the get, mic. Back I want to get you say max contract. I, I can't I wanna, guarantee. I, I want to get your thoughts on him on him coming <laughs> off the bench and being a marquee free agent signing before the injury like does it bother you does it do you care are you going to scream at me because he's a max guy and he's coming off the bench what are you what are your thoughts on it uh well being of that he is a max guy like i think that steve brad stevens was smart giving him the first chance at it now that it kind of didn't work out it doesn't matter that what his contract is if he in the regular season if he could be that go-to score that go-to captain in the second team Use it, and then the playoffs, you obviously condense your rotation. He is going to get more valuable minutes. I think he's good enough to kind of man that second team. And right now you're seeing a lot of, you know, Jalen Brown's out of the lineup, Al Horford's out of the lineup. They were kind of playing the resting game, so he's getting those minutes. But as a max, I mean, you can't go back and you can't get the money back. No, obviously right? not. So, like, at this point, what can you do? You, he's making a ton of money. He's just going to have to come off the bench. That's just, And he's still coming back. From injury, he's still, yeah. he is not the player you signed to a max contract. I understand that, but I still, uh, I don't want to get into it. But he should be good enough. <laughs> okay, he's he's good. In, so you're you're justifying it by saying he's good enough to run that second unit. I'm sorry, but my thirty million dollar marquee free agent signing don't care if it's injury or not. He needs to be good enough to run my first unit. He needs to be good enough to be out there with my other superstars. But right, he's not but the other, unit. And, he's not there yet. And like, don't don't forget. I mean, Tatum was the second. Well, he was uh, he was their first overall pick, number three in the actual draft. Jalen Brown's the number two pick. Their future thirty million dollar year guys. Jalen Brown was the number five pick. Their first round pick. No, Jalen Brown's the before. second overall pick. Fifth. No, that was Marcus Smart was the fifth pick. It was sixth pick. Nope, Jalen Brown was fifth. He was fifth pick. Fifth pick. All right. Well, either way, I remember specifically listening to the radio when they announced it, and everyone was 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 like. 
Who is who? Wh- why? Why? Are yeah, they that was like a, one of those weird fifth. drafts. Mark Smart, I think, was eighth or something like that. Yeah. Couple, well, either, I mean, either, either way, you're back. talking about first a, a round, high first lottery round. pick. Yeah. yeah. So top ten. They, they they signed Gordon Hayward with the idea of Horford, Irving, Hayward. Your next big three. We have some high end draft capital that we're gonna kind of sprinkle in, and we're gonna be good to go. The injury happens. All of a sudden, Tatum takes off. Brown shows he can do it. Marcus Smart is shooting. I mean, he's the ninth over the ninth most uh, three pointers ever made for the Celtics. That's Marcus that's a title Smart? held by Marcus Smart. Come on. Yeah, I mean, it shows how different basketball is now than it was in the past. You just jack up three. It has to be based on shots made. Shots not made. A percentage it's just of shots it's attempted. Not, <laughs> it's not percentage. Shots made, which also probably shows you how many he's actually taking. Right. But regardless, right. I think that. You had an overdevelopment or, or a quickening of the process with the young guys. That money's the money. I mean, if you could unload it, sure. But that's thirty million dollars. I mean, it's, he's gonna. That's gonna be tough to get off the books. And it's December. The playoffs don't start until May. Yeah, you have plenty of time. Is you there still got in- four months for him to to get into the form that get him close to the player that you signed that you thought you were getting? Is there anything in in, in basketball like there is in hockey? Like if you're in the running by this point. Then you're good. Like, is there is there a point where? Like I mean, the, obviously they're going to make the playoffs. Like with hockey, it's it's if you're in the running by Thanksgiving, you have a pretty good shot to, to be in the running. So with basketball, like, where's the point where it's like, okay, this is the the unit that you're going to use come playoff time. Is that is there a thing like that in the NBA? Uh, if anything, like, is Christmas a point. Like, Christmas is Christmas. Uh, Christmas like the you know the marquee basketball day. But I think the All Star break, which is around Valentine's Day. Is typically when you start seeing them rounding into like formats. minutes. Minutes start minutes to shrink start for shrinking, the fringe guys. Uh, and- the deadlines around that time, so you see the teams that have unloaded their players, the buyers, the sellers. So you have that clearer picture. I think that's around like Valentine's Day. They won eight straight before they played the Pistons. Mm-hmm. So as of this recording, they had one eight straight. Then they lost to the Pistons. Do you attribute that to this team figuring it out, or? The comp- level of competition that they were playing, a little bit of both. I mean, where where do you stand on on your your overall thoughts on this team? They have a great team, you know. In the the beginning of the, they, sh- they should have a great team if a thirty million guys dollar guys coming off the bench, right? They should be a great team. And then what happened was you were seeing that there was too many mouths to feed, and then all of a sudden you know you had Horford out for the last five games, Jalen Brown sat two or three in that span, so the amount of minutes started opening up for Tatum to, to feel like he could take over a game. And then to the, to the point of your competi- competition in basketball, it's you have super teams. The West this year is actually quite entertaining. You have the Nuggets. You have some teams coming out of nowhere. But the East is the same. It's the Celtics, the Raptors, the 76ers. People talk about the Bucks, but it's really just Giannis on that team. So I, I think it's a little of the competition. They're going to rally off eight, nine straight more than once. They'll do it again because of the competition. Then... Their team is, I mean, they're very good. I think the fact that they were playing lesser competition gave them the chance to figure it out, what they were doing wrong. Right. You could figure, I mean, you could tool around when, yeah. the, when, the, when the competition is as high. Do you think that this team is actually better when guys are out? Like, you said it, that Horford took a game off, Jalen Brown took a couple games off, it allowed for minutes to open up. Do you think it's some crazy thing that, that this team is, is actually better when they're down a guy? Like, in other words... Not that Hayward getting hurt last year was a good thing, but you know that allowed that opened up minutes for other players. Do you think that that's a similar thing this year, where if they if they have a, a big time injury or a guy misses an extended time, it's actually not the worst thing in the world, and yeah. they're almost better at ninety percent than they are at a hundred percent. Yes, Does that make sense. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, and I think you're right. I think the answer would be yes with an asterisk, and the asterisk being the player that's sitting out. You do this with Kyrie. Marcus Moore, I mean, Morris has pop, popped right in for... You for think Horford. Horford's the odd man out, I right? think he. I think Horford is showing... You need Baines is the big body you need, and they're starting... The, you know, he just might not be... I mean, he's always going to have a spot on this team, but he might be more of a playoff, you know, veteran presence more than your regular season, you know, MVP. Isn't it crazy that your second unit... Uh, with what you're saying right now, your second unit could be Hayward and Horford. Like, that's... That's yeah. crazy. That's it's that's just I mean 60, that's a testament to Brown uh, million dollars Danny Ainge's drafting bench. ability. Oh. 
It would give me anxiety if I was running that team. Yeah, yeah don't you don't want to be you don't want to be the accountant for the Boston I Celtics. I don't know how Stevens does it, and I don't know how he looks so young. Like he he doesn't look like he's aged at all. Uh-huh. He still looks like he's twenty two years old. Yeah. Like <laughs> I have I'm getting gray hairs just thinking about it, and I have nothing to do with the team. I just like to talk about the team, and and it's it's making me feel old, and it's like. I don't know. Maybe it's an old school way of thinking that the highest paid player should be your best players. I well, don't know. In, in, uh, going back to the Red Sox, in two, three years, David Price is going to be, what, 35? And he's going to be making $30 million a year. Yeah. Do you expect him to be the leader of the rotation at 35, making 30? Of course not. Is he not. your opening day starter? Well, maybe. If if you still got Sale on the team? He's not your opening day starter now with Sale on the team. Yeah, Why but don't Sale's, you have a problem with that? But Sale's drastically underpaid. That's that's more what it is, is that he's well, drastically he, underpaid. But you still and, got Price making $30 right. million a year. And I like David Price. Gordon Hayward kind of drives me nuts. But great hair, though. Ba- great hair. Baseball. <laughs> Baseball. He does have great hair. I mean, great, great. He's actually credit. a super. I've, I I had the the pleasure of meeting him, and he's okay. actually a super super nice guy. He, but I feel like he likes Gordon Hayward a little bit too much for his own good. Does he speak but in he, the third person? He didn't really speak too much at all. Maybe he didn't like me, so that's probably why. But no. But um, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, the the. Baseball has no salary cap, so your number doesn't really matter. Well, why does that matter? Because because in basketball you have a set number, and and I'm in, in basketball in which I they go yeah. over all the time. Okay, yeah. but in There's basketball I I truly feel like basketball is one of the only sports where your best players make the most money. That's that's how, that's how I feel about. I don't really feel that way in hockey because you see guys take you guys you guys take deals all the time. Baseball is just a crapshoot. You're just guys throw money at everybody because there's no cap, and football. You see, usually your quarterback, aside from here, usually your quarterback is is your highest paid player. And I guess football is kind of like it, but there's a lot of obscure positions. But with basketball, there's only five guys, and you have ten guys maybe that see minutes when it comes down when it comes down to it. And I would say ninety nine percent of the time, your best players are making the most money, unless you have a young a young rookie who you know like Tatum obviously should be making more than he is, but mm-hmm. he's on his rookie deal. So right. when you sign a big free agent, that that those guys should be when I'm setting my lineup in NBA 2K, those guys should be getting 40 minutes, 38 minutes, 36 minutes, and if Hayward's not getting that, I, I, it drives me nuts. That's how I feel. He's not getting it now. That's right, how I yeah, feel. I think I think Bill's point to that, you know, the, where we are at in the season, that it being not before Christmas even. Like he, it'll, okay, it'll be oh, in time. So he saying, might be that guy. So you're saying I'm a little too animated and I'm overreacting? Shocker! That never <laughs> happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see playoff happens. time. I mean, there's gonna they'll round it into form. Maybe they they you know they make a trade where they get rid of a Rozier or Brown if they you know if Danny wants to let me try give a swing at it. I'm going after Anthony Davis and I'll consolidate that roster the, as fast the, as the Pelicans. Yeah, but you can me. only have you can only have Anthony Davis if you trade Kyrie Irving. Well, that's there it. Are that's ways the only way. It. No, no, no. That's the only way. You can, I mean, unless according to the ESPN trade machine, re-sign. No, no, no. Like. It has something to do with their contracts. It's yeah. like a it's like a rule that they can't they both can't oh. be on the, the slots same team. Have to balance. Oh yeah. yeah, the NBA does have fun. It's like a yeah, weird. Like it's like a That's weird. True. It's like a weird okay. rule. One more thing on Gordon Hayward yeah, since we were talking Sorry, about Danny. it. Gordon Hayward loves himself some Gordon Hayward and loves himself some video games. Oh, so Gordon Hayward missed um, two or three games on the last road trip because he was sick. He didn't make or, or he didn't make the trip on a road game or whatever. I follow the Celtics on Instagram, obviously. Probably everybody does. Mm-hmm. In one of the days that he was here and not with the team because he was sick, he hosted a video game event at the Garden where a bunch of people came in and they got to play FIFA against him, Fortnite with him, or whatever. And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, if this dude's too sick to make the trip, why is he running an event around a bunch of people? That is a scheduled day off of if I've ever heard of. Yeah, one. but is it like I don't think the game like I don't think it was the same day as the game. So like if he oh, didn't okay. make the trip with the team, okay, cool, he's gonna stay back to do this and then scoot over to. I don't even remember where. Like they on his were. rest day, like he would rest when he finally got to the game. Yeah, yeah, like be... or like the team traveled on on say Thursday. The game was Friday and the event was on Thursday. Okay, mm-hmm. he doesn't travel with the team, but as soon as the event's over, he shoots over to go with the team. Yeah, and that's not what happened. He just didn't go. He stayed home. And then I saw that he's doing this video game event with these kids, and I'm like, what is going on here? Welcome to 2018. Uh, uh, video games aside, because I love playing video games just as much as the next guy, but not in season, man. Like you, like if you want to run an event, have a Red Sox player come and do that event. Like have David Price come in right. and play with those kids. Don't 
that sounds terrible. Have David Price come in and play video <laughs> games with everybody. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, it's just, I don't know, it was just a terrible look. And, like, nobody yeah. really talked about it, but. You're right, because I never heard that. It, I didn't even it, heard this. It's a, it, it, it didn't sit well with me, and I have to try and keep my keep my composure for when we, you know, get in front of the microphones and stuff. So I didn't really say anything about it. But it drove me a little nuts. Like, that is a little weird. You know, what are you doing, man? Like, you're in season. You're with the team. If you're too sick to be with the team, you're too sick to play your video games. Like that's how I feel. Did Larry ever take days off for like ping pong tournaments? That Larry was didn't take any day. days. No <laughs> days off. No days off. Um, Robert Williams. Do you think he's going to end up being a factor for this team? I do. I do. I think that um, he's not going to give you big minutes. Not going to give you big numbers. But I mean, if you are a Celtics fan, if you follow the Celtics, what they've missed is that rim protector. They got a big body in Baines, but he doesn't have that. He doesn't block shots. Like they kind of have been craved, like like they needed. Robert Williams had five blocks in a minute and a half the other day. I think, and he can, he can give you those minutes when you need uh, somebody to, you know. Well, these days are kind of over. But remember Tristan Thompson on the uh, on the Cavs. Mm-hmm. That guy would have twenty rebounds a game against the Celtics because they didn't have that big body. Robert Williams can be that guy. This is a talented kid. He slipped in the draft because. Uh, off the court issues. Apparently, he can't uh, set alarms. Uh, he missed two things. That's why they call him the Time Lord, which is a sweet nickname. I I I put my stamp on that. Time Lord's pretty cool. That is a cool name. He doesn't like it. Danny Ainge doesn't like it. But then, uh, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But Robert Williams, I think you you give him five ten minutes a game. Let him play a little bit more on blowouts. Do you think he brings like a a couple years ago Marcus Smart type vibe where he, he's got a ton of energy coming off the bench and he's not getting a you know not a ton of minutes but he like it's kind of like Marcus Smart used to be right and now you see what Marcus Smart could be do you think Williams has a Marcus Smart upside or do you think it's higher than that because of the his particular skill set his skill set you know if you max out all of his attributes you know in the video game you edit them all to 99s he's a DeAndre Jordan you know so uh He's a guy who's going to catch a lot of alley oops. He's going to give you a lot of rebounds. He's going to miss a ton of shots, but he, you know, he's going to give you that athleticism down low. You know what that, what they end up using that. I don't think they'll ever utilize that skill set like they've utilized Marcus Smart's skill set because he covers forwards, he covers guards, he chases everyone around. Williams is going to be more of that down low, you know, getting rebounds, getting dirty underneath type thing. So does that give Horford a blow? And, and extend out his season. Yeah, I think so. I think you're seeing pressure for the playoffs. Yeah, I think you're going to see more of these Horford being out five, ten games, sitting him out with uh, an illness. I, I quoted did the air quotes there. Uh, people can't see. It, you need to the Gordon Hayward illness. Your, mo- your, mo- your movements. Uh, but yeah, I think that if he can continue to show that he's not a liability out there, that he can contri- contribute on at least the defensive end of the of the court. I think you're right, Bill. I think Horford can now get some. Get her, get some rest. Baines will play less quality minutes. It's going to help that whole rotation down low. Tribute to Danny Ainge and his drafting. Seriously, that guy. I mean, or just the fact that he's willing to take it. I think it's a tribute to his drafting because he did so well with the Brown and the and the Tatum thing that he was able to take a chance on a guy oh, yeah. that slipped because of his off the court issues. And if he failed, oh well. And he had so many picks to throw at it. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But but um, he was still a first round pick. He was a like 16th right. overall pick that he took? I think it was a little bit late. I think it was, it was like, like a 20th, 20 or something, something like yeah, that. Late, late first round. Yeah. It was after the lottery, right? So yeah, like after, after the lottery. Yeah. It would be like 16th yeah. or 20th. Yeah. Or, right, yeah. but nobody nobody jumped on him and didn't know if it was worth it, and it looked like it wasn't going to. But, I mean, if he can play, really, who cares, I guess. These are the guys you take shots on when you have a guy like Brad Stevens. Exactly, exactly. You or know, you have the young talent to mix with the old talent. Right. And you have a, a perfect – this is a perfect situation for, for a guy who has off-the-court issues right. that has a ton of talent. And also – if you're drafting low in the lottery, you're looking for somebody to produce right away. Whereas right. you bring in a guy like this, he's got time to develop. Right. The other thing, if you have off, you know, we say off the court issues with this with Robert Williams. Yeah, I think it's more. Is it more just he doesn't want to set more, an alarm clock? Maturity. It's, just, it's maturity. It's not like, I like don't he, think he has any real wallet. legal issues or anything like that. Like is that like in the grand scheme of things, is a guy who can't set an alarm clock or likes to or or drank too much the night he got he got dra- he got drafted? Like yeah, I get he's underage, but. He, he drank too much or he loses his wallet. In the grand scheme of things, it's really not that bad. No, it's not too bad. He you know, he's not drop-kicking anybody in a hallway. Like, it's it's yeah. really 
Yeah, he's it's not getting not, in trouble. Yeah, like it's, he's not a liability. I mean, he's not like somebody one, might you might have to you might have to book him a first class flight on. You on gotta Southwest be you gotta baby him. Yeah, but you're not. He's not one doobie away from a lifetime ban like Josh Gordon. Right, right, exactly. So is it really? I mean, I guess it's not really that big of a chance. No, I mean, but all things being equal, that being if, said, if he might have, he might be he he could have off the court issues that we don't know about, and or we're just uninformed or or stupid, and we who knows. But if you're picking high in the lottery. And you've got choices that you might pass be a deal a breaker. Guy. Yeah, you pass yeah. on a guy who's Which not Which is mature. why he slipped. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that, no, no, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, anything else on the Celtics before we squeeze in the Bruins, as always? Because nobody likes to ever talk about the Bruins with me. <laughs> so we're just going to have to squeeze them in here at the well, end. Well, one last thing on the Celtics. Uh, oh, even less time for the Bruins. Great. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're going to really squeeze it in. There. Okay, yeah, I know. You know, we're not talking it's about like a outtake. jumbo jet size. We're, we're, gonna, talk, we're really trying to squeeze We're going to do outs. But one last thing. Whenever when's their off season like June or whatever. whenever the off season was, I was adamant. You do not trade Jalen Brown for Kawhi Leonard. Don't do it. Yeah, how's that working out for you? Uh I flipped the other. <laughs> I, I have now gone to the other side. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard is, is he's top five player in the league. They I mean if I don't know constructually how they would have to have done their roster. I don't know who would have had. To I think have they basically could have. They basic. I mean they would have had to throw in pieces, but from right. what I understand. The Spurs were looking basically for just Jalen Brown, and then whatever to make the and then whatever to make it work. Like maybe it would have had to be a, a, a high pick, not maybe a maybe a first like their first round pick yeah. that's going to end up at the end of the the first round, or whatever to make to make it work. And like a Daniel Tice, like someone like right. that to make it work. Man, did they mess that? They up. did. Mess if it that's up. the case, and yeah. you, you obviously yeah. don't know. But if that's the case, man, did they mess that? Yeah. up. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard looks every bit. Of the see, stud he was in, in San, uh, San Antonio. See, I've, I've done podcasts in the past, and I had this argument with um, someone on the podcast saying that, like, if if Jalen Brown's ceiling is Kawhi Leonard, you go get Kawhi okay, Leonard. Yeah. Because someone's ceiling, they may never reach that. And if the best, if you're telling me that the best this player can be is this guy, you go get this guy. Right. Well, you, I don't understand why he you wasn't like even, old. I don't even understand why you wouldn't even, like, why you would shut it down. Right. Like, you go get that guy. Yeah, I, I have a. Uh comes to see the light no oh, well that's nice of you now uh, bruins too late. let's talk about the bruins for Legend a few minutes for a couple for a couple seconds here um this bruins seems riddled with injuries we've talked oh, about yeah. that we talked about that in the past and i think we've even kind of discussed they have this one foot in one foot out mentality what are your thoughts on the one foot in one foot out uh just overall i don't i don't know he was he was Sweeney seemed like he was doing the right thing because he seemed to be hitting on these young guys. Ish. Right? I mean, I, I'm not the biggest Bruins fan, but I do watch. And I would hear, you know, Donato looked good at the end of last year. Uh, Heinen was good. He was like a grinder, I guess, maybe. And it seemed like these young guys are going to start, hit, like you know, really start elevating this team. And then f- here comes this year, and they're not. Am I wrong? Like, they're not really that good. Guys are getting bounced back and forth. The Pro- Donato's getting bounced back and forth. The Providence Heinen is nothing like what he was last year. The only one, the only real one that they've hit on is the Bra. I mean, McAvoy, right? Carlo, those but guys even are. He comes with some red flags that injury issues. That's normal. That's injury kind of issues. But DeBrus seems to be the only one that can actually play. And when you have a couple years ago, they had they had three picks in a row: 14, 15, 16, or after the Milan Lucic trade, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like something like something. I don't know if it was 14, 15, 16, I can't remember, 12, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in, in that teams, range. Yeah. They had three picks in a row, and only one of those guys is in the NHL right now. It's DeBrusque. Only one. And the guy that was drafted right after that. Oh, Matt Barzal? He's great, right? You yes. ever heard of him? Uh, yeah, because he won Rookie of the Year last right. year. Right, and he's the lead, is or, the NHL leading scorer or something, uh, points leader or something? Not not this year. Last year for rookies. And another guy that was drafted after him, Brock Besser, lights the lamp in Vancouver. Unbelievably talented. They missed on both of those guys. Yeah, rough. Yeah, so it seems now... Now what does he do? Does he well, that's, now that's, sell off? The- that's my question. If if you're putting on your uh, what did you call him Sullivan? You're putting Sullivan. on Sullivan hey, shoes. Sully. <laughs> <laughs> you're putting on you're putting on your Don Sweeney suit this morning. Okay. Are you selling or buying? I'm buying. You have a talented core. Yeah. Chara, Bergeron, Krejci, Marchand, Pasternak. Crazy that Pasternak is now part of your core. He's mm-hmm. 22 years old, 23 years old, part of your core. Yeah. Are you buying or selling? I'm buying. I think it comes down to to Rask. You can't get rid of Rask, so buy. You're you're already uh, you're in. You're in it. Go for it. 
Are you buying or selling, Mr. Uh, Bruins avid fan? Over Sully. There? <laughs> if, if you've got the core that's going to come back healthy and make a run, sure. You I'm selling. That. I'm selling. selling. I sold all of last year. I'm selling this year because a 100% healthy Bruins squad, you're not Tampa Bay. You're not Pittsburgh. You're not. What about Toronto? You're, you're not Toronto. You're not even close. I mean, not even Buffalo as it stands right Buffalo's, now. Buffalo's. Buffalo's probably better than you. Montreal's probably better than you. Assuming 100% health for everybody. Right. And that's just in the East. Right. So, cool, you make the playoffs. And that's just one foot in, one foot out. They need to have that. We talked about this on the first episode. They need to have that that playoff series to make the money. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Right. Sell. That's not why you build teams. You build Sell. to win, ultimately win a championship. Right. Right. And one of the worst things, one of the worst things that happen for this management group is that or ownership group not management ownership group is that they won the Stanley Cup. I know it sounds crazy, but they got a little taste of of the money mm-hmm. and now that's all that's they just want those playoff series. But they had one of the youngest teams in the NHL when they won the the cup, no? They were ahead of their time. Yeah. So yeah. like they, and they, they went back in 2013, obviously. Probably thought so. there was going to be I mean they did make another run. Yeah, they 2013 they were right back there. They lost to the Blackhawks. But even that but, that's 5 years ago now. They had to have Exactly. And and most of that and there's a lot of players that were still on that team that are on this team. And it's right. like I just it, you need to make a decision at this point. You if you want to be buyers I'm fine with you being a buyer. I want you to sell. But if you want to be a buyer, be a buyer. Go out and get somebody. Go right. out and get another scorer. Go out and get another defenseman. Like, do it. Do you the know? Dave Dabrowski strategy. Yeah, yeah. Trade everybody. Do it because if, if you're going to win with Rask and Chara and Bergeron, you need to do it now. Right. Because other teams in the league aren't getting worse. Other teams in your own division, Toronto, Montreal, Tampa Bay, they're not getting worse. They're all getting better. Mm-hmm. Buffalo, right. they're all getting better. And faster and younger. Younger. Fat, right, exactly. And if you middle... You're not going to find anything in the draft. No. Sure, you can hit later in, in rounds. And like Pavel Datsuk was like a six-round pick. Henrik Zetterberg was like a fifth-round pick. You find them. They're there, right. sure. But you get lucky. But you're not finding Connor McDavid. You're not finding Sidney Crosby. You're not finding those guys in the middle of the first round. It's, just, it's not going to happen. Is the hockey draft like that? Is it very top-low, like top-heavy? Yes and no. Like It all depends on the year. So this year, there's kids. There's uh, Hughes. I can't think of his first name at this exact moment. Hughes. Phil, Matt. No, no, no. Mike. <laughs> no. Dave. It's <laughs> Quinn. Quinn Hughes. Oh, it's a better name. Is f- he's a franchise type player. He's a Mc- last year. McDavid? Dolan was not McDavid. Nobody's okay. McDavid. So he is the He's the McDavid of this draft. Right. If that like the Austin Matthews is even that? No. No, not even. Nah, maybe. Maybe. But you know, last year Rasmus Dolan was the, the consensus number one pick. When you have the number one, two, three. Three, those guys can make impact immediately. Immediately, yeah. and but you need to be bad in order to. You need to sell in order to do that, and they're not going to do it. But I wish you got to do would. more than sell. You got to tank. You can't sell off a, a couple of guys here and there, and, and still and drop middle, down yeah. to that low. No, you, you've got to tank like a lot of teams are doing right now in the MLB and yeah. doing the NBA. Do they do that in hockey? Do they tank in hockey? Mm, I mean... Well, they they haven't done it in baseball until the last couple of that's years. That's true. The analytics community has uh, led yeah. that charge. I mean, they... they they Teams sell. That's what they do. That's right. that's the that's the NHL version of tanking because in the NHL, it's a different, they're different breeds of, of people and they, they... I don't think they can tank. I don't think it's... It, it's not like... It's not part of their DNA to go out saying, we probably shouldn't win this game right. tonight. Like, that's just not the way that and it works. And goalies, like, it's a reaction more than it right. is. Like, oh, I'm going to let this one go so we lose. But well, you can I, set I a team they... out that's that's younger and not right. as talented. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's what selling. tanking is. That's, se- that's right. what tanking that's is. That's how you sell right. Yeah. But, but you're selling. The yeah. Providence Bruins are playing in Boston this right. year. The 76ers tanked for, right. for two years. or three years. Right, but you're, that's 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 what I mean by sell. You're selling David Krejci. You're selling Tuka Ress. You're yeah, selling Yaroslav right. Halak. Right. You're selling. You probably can't sell Chara, but you're you're trying to sell Chara. You're 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 getting rid of your good pieces, and you're you're putting out the younger. Let the younger players play. You're not going to win a ton of games, but you're selling, and that's what I that's what I, that's what Buffalo did. They got yeah. Eichel, and they found their their few. They got Eichel, Ristolainen. And someone else, and Dolan. They just got they get the first overall pick, right. Rasmus Dolan or Dalin, whatever. And now they're gonna take it from there, and they're going to add Jeff Skinner. They're gonna add pieces, and all of a sudden, they're one of the best teams in the East. Mm-hmm. 
That's what you need to do in the NHL. Who would you sell? Like if Don, if Sweeney called you and said, "Listen, like Mike, what we're gonna sell? Do, should I just should I sell Bergeron? Is that the move, or is it? Or I mean, is I mean, is Pat is Pasternak the guy that would get you the most? Pasternak's the guy that's gonna get you the most, but he's so young. I'm not. You to me, that top line is untouchable. Bergeron, Marshan, Pasternak. You're not selling them no matter what. I don't think so. No. I think. So what do you get if you yeah. don't, if you don't trade off a good player? What do you get? So who are you selling? Like what? Who are you I guys to sell? I you can sell guys. You can sell Chari. You can sell Krejci. You can sell um, Kevin Miller. You can sell Rask. You can sell Bacchus. You can sell even if you're just trading them for a draft pick. Now obviously you can get more for Chari, but like Bacchus, you might get a third or fourth round pick, and that'd be worth it. But you know what it does is he's off of the team, mm-hmm. and you're now allowing the young guy to step into that role and play there, and and get that experience that you're going to need three, four years down the line when Bacchus is too old and can't move anymore. But as long as you so still you're just got- you're speeding up the process and you're, you're, you're getting guys time, but you're also not putting out as good of a team. So you're, yeah, but tanking, you're not going to, you're not selling, but you're not tanking. If you're keeping your best players, that top line, keeping them together. Cause that's going to win you enough games. One, one line is not going to in that middle of the pack where you're not getting the high draft. The pick. NHL, the NHL is too good now where one line is not going to win you games, but it's, it's still not going to get you that top line. You, I mean that top pick. Every every team has three or four still really good players. Buffalo Tank last year they had Eichel, who's one of the best players in the league. That's like one. you can still they had they had uh, Ryan O'Reilly's a really good player in the league. They had Oof. they had Kane last year, right? Evander Kane. They traded a mid season, but, but I just I, I guess if you if if all right, I'm going to ask you a really stupid question. Okay, if you really wanted to so called tank. Why wouldn't you get rid of your goalies? And I would get really rid of lousy goal. goalies in there. Right. I would get rid of my. I would get rid. I would get rid of both goalies. The problem is, you nobody wants to take on Rask's contract. Nobody, like you, huh? you've handcuffed yourself by being this middling team, you, and you now you can't eat some of the money when you trade them. Like you can eat up. To, you can eat up to fifty percent, but even then, they won't touch it. So what, what does he make a year? Seven. Right? Seven. So you could eat theoretically three and a half. Three and a half. Yep. And, team, and teams, and teams still, still won't touch him. No. Wow. He's got. He's got off the ice issues. He'd take a leave of absence. He's a head case, right? I mean, plus, that- you're tra- if you're going to trade for a guy, and, and even if it's three and a half, you're trading for a guy like Rask, who's considered to be a top end goaltender. It's a it's a it's a team that's trying to go for it, and teams that are going for it, they don't want to touch him right. because they can't rely on him in, in big situations. And Jacobs isn't the type that's going to want to eat the whole contract. No, no, no. Nope. He's one of those stingy yeah. owners yeah, in the right. league, right? Ish. I mean, he spends money. Right. He spent money on on, on contracts, but that's more in the recent. Like, I thought right. the rap on him was always get like you know let's yeah. let's, let's have the, the the business end in the black. Who cares about the hockey team? Yeah, good enough to get a couple of playoff rounds. To get that's you it right there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Get a couple of playoff. But not rounds. go for the whole thing. Mike, I've been wanting to ask you this. Do you think that the Bruins really swung and missed? There was that kid uh, from Vesey. 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 And then wasn't then they have a shot at Eichel because he was he was upset with the the. How things were in Buffalo. No. I thought I, they had two chances to get good young talent, and they swung and missed So they had a chance at Jimmy Vesey because Jimmy Vesey got drafted by Nashville. And in the NHL, when you get drafted, you have four years to sign. So you can get drafted as a freshman mm-hmm. and still go through your college career or your juniors, whatever you decide to play, mm-hmm. and you have four years to sign. Just happened with Ryan Donato. He was coming up on right. you played in four the- years. You finished school, and then and then he decided to, he ended up signing. Vesey didn't sign. So it just happened with another kid, too, Will Butcher, who mm-hmm. ended up signing with New Jersey. He finished. They both finished out their careers, and then they didn't sign. So then it's a it, it's, you can sign with anybody you want. You make the same amount of money no matter where you go because there's a there's a there's rookie the there's, a, there's a rookie uh, maximum. So you basically can just decide wherever you want to go. Blake Wheeler did it too. He right. got drafted by I don't remember, and then he signed with the Bruins. So that's where they had the chance to get VZ. And he just didn't want to. He went. He went to New York to play with Kevin Hayes because they're buddies. Right. And what's his uh the guy that no one liked here? Who's it? Uh, like the big plotter that no one liked around here. Kevin Hayes. No, Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes. Jimmy Hayes. Yeah. It was him told don't come here. Right. Uh, Isn't that? I heard possibly. rumors saying he's, from, he's, he's, he's hey, a pride, hey, of, pride of Dorchester. He, Kevin Hayes. You don't uh, Jimmy get Hayes. Made fun of you. Don't want to come here. They don't like me much over here. <laughs> That's because he New sucked. <laughs> well, they're really friendly over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no. Eichel wasn't going anywhere. Did, no, uh, Buffalo was going to make sure that they that they made him happy. He, okay. he wasn't going. Anywhere. I mean, they are now. I mean, they're winning. And so, how is how is VC done? Is he? It's okay. 
So he wouldn't have been that guy no. to really help here. No, no. Okay. Yeah, he was a he was a better college player than he was in NHL. Kind of like Donato, it's turning sort out of. to be. Yeah, yeah. Both went to Harvard too. Weird how that works. Now, do you think uh, Cassie's on the hot seat at all? <sighs> no, injuries have bailed him out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sullivan. Uh, Sullivan in Pittsburgh. He, he he could be. He could. I don't even know if he's still a coach over there, but <laughs> but so, yeah, so, Sully. Sully. <laughs> He's uh, drinking across the street. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta trade Ross Sully. <laughs> All right, any uh, any other thoughts before we uh, before we close out here uh, about any other teams? Everybody's good. Yeah, We're I think good. That, it was All right, good. thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you check out these two. They both write for us at uh, www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. Uh, we now are have a running YouTube channel also where there's some content on there. Um, you can, you can find us at twi- uh, Twitter, Instagram, at Boston Sports Sin. Uh, we like hearing from you guys, but uh, you can get all of our information from the website. Again, that's www.bostonsportssyndicate.com. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast was provided by Jay Kelly. To hear more from Jay, search the letter J.Kelly on iTunes or Spotify.